Hello everyone, this is Tom Uren and I'm here today with another Risky Business News sponsored interview. I'm talking today with Ryan Mahoney, Product Director at Gigamon. G'day Ryan, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you, Tom. So we're going to be talking about how changing encryption standards have made it actually a lot harder to monitor your own network traffic and figure out what's going on and also what you can do about it. But first of all, Ryan, I thought I'd ask, what does Gigamon do? What's it all about? Sure, absolutely. So uh, for those not familiar, we're the leader in this category known as deep observability, which is a really fancy way to say that we give organizations visibility into what's going on in their systems by looking at the network traffic. So where classic observability begins with logs and events, deep observability begins with packets. And in the world of security, this is a critical distinction because there are some things that you will just never see from logs. So my understanding is, Ryan, once upon a time, encryption standards would allow you to passively decrypt and monitor traffic on your network. And so, you know, happy days, you could do network inspection, but that's really changed in recent times. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So the concept of how to do effective security has really gotten complicated in recent years for a couple of reasons. And one of them is that very one, it's it's the adoption of TLS 1.3, this which is the latest version of the TLS encryption protocol. And it's a great protocol and I'm glad we have it, but it was intentionally designed to not be interceptable and not be decrypted passively. So the only way that you can do it is with a man in the middle style that's actually doing a break of the encrypted connection and then inspect, and then it will do a retransmission. So it's a full break and inspect type of of solution. So when it comes to visibility, this is particularly troublesome because the bad guys are using this encryption too. Something like 90% of all traffic is encrypted. We estimate that probably 40% or so of traffic is encrypted on this TLS 1.3 with this perfect forward secrecy is another term. You'll hear synonymous with that. So 90% of this traffic's encrypted, 40% is using TLS 1.3 and growing. And the bad guys are using it to cover their tracks. Right. So the use case here is threat actor bypasses perimeter security, gets inside, and then starts moving laterally from wherever they got in, and then they start hunting around for high value data. Right. And so it's really the communications from server to server, talking to data, data storage, other things. So it's not really about getting any traffic from across the internet. It's really about looking at what's going on inside of the network. Uh, but this is really enabling that from a cloud perspective. So any cloud or virtual um, resources being able to look at the what we call the east-west or the lateral communication of what's going on inside the network so that you can see what, what they're doing once they, once they bypass the security. The companies or security organizations to, who, who used to get a lot out of mm-hmm. monitoring or inspection mm-hmm. of traffic, what are they doing nowadays? So uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, the vast majority of security professionals, they are overwhelmingly concerned about the lack of visibility that comes with TLS 1.3 to the point where 
some have either banned the use of TLS 1.3, even though they're being pressured to move there for regulatory reasons, uh, that just say, no, we're not ready. Um, others have gone the complete other direction of performing extreme unnatural acts by putting things that were intended for perimeter security and bringing them inside, which is costly and expensive and makes you know, like container traffic talking right next to each other, having to be externally routed and, you know, to go through some sort of a, some sort of a choke point. Um, so those are unnatural acts that really aren't sustainable. <laughs> and then there's this whole other category of, of organizations that just throw their hands up in the air and say, oh, well, I, I guess we won't be able to decrypt this. Wasn't meant to be decrypted and just roll the dice that there's no, you know, bad actors in there, which, which of course is a suboptimal posture. So it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a rough time right now. One statistic on that. Yeah, so over 30% of data breaches last year went undetected by security and observability tools. Right. Um, so that number is way too high, and Gigamon's on a mission to, to bring that number down. Yeah, yeah. So what is Gigamon doing to help? Uh, well, that's the exciting part. So this whole dilemma of encrypted visibility on TLS 1.3, and particularly in modern networks where you've got virtual and cloud-based workloads. So this is really complex and it's hard and it's been bothering our customers and bothering Gigamon for quite a while. Um, so our super smart engineers came up with a whole new way to tackle this problem. So let me, let me paint a picture for you. So what if you could get plain text visibility into all encrypted traffic, but without actually having to decrypt anything so that your security tools can know exactly what's happening on the network, spot lateral movement, data siphoning, exfiltration, etc. That's the beauty of this new technology that we call precryption. We gave it that name <laughs> right, because sorry. it has this... Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm, it's I'm just really laughing cool because of um, it makes me think of Minority Report and pre-crime. But but go on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that we we gave it the name Precryption because it has this amazing ability to grab a copy of any TLS packet right before it becomes encrypted on the network. So it's getting it before it's encrypted, hence the name Precryption. Right. So does, does that sit on the endpoint devices? How does that work? Yeah, so so we started down this journey of precryption to solve this problem of this blind spot and being able to deliver plain text visibility, but the technology solution is actually really elegant. So because precryption doesn't decrypt anything, that means we don't have to manage any decryption keys. We're not sharing keys. We don't need key libraries. We don't care about cipher strength. And we don't have to perform that expensive decryption. And yet the encrypted packets still make it to the network as if nothing happened. So it's a completely passive solution. There's no proxy, there's no re-encryption, no retransmissions. There's no break and inspect that would normally be associated with TLS 1.3. So nothing is getting broken, but that critical inspection still happens so that tools and, and security organizations can base their security around knowing what's going on in their uh, in their network instead of just guessing what's going on in their network. Right. And so that sits what that sits somewhere in between where the packet's constructed and when it gets passed to some sort of encryption layer or device. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's that's the secret sauce. That's the I mean not so secret sauce, but that's what makes this special. We're 
we're leveraging a technology known as eBPF. Um, for those who may not be familiar, this is native functionality within Linux right. to allow access to some kernel level functions, but in a really super efficient manner. And so there's one of those that allows access to traffic as it's going to and from encryption libraries like OpenSSL. So what Precryption is doing is it's actually getting a copy of that traffic before it's encrypted, or it can also work in the other, in the reverse, it can get it after it's decrypted by the destination. So it can do either before or after, but it's not just a point solution. It's actually built inside of our entire universal cloud tap or cloud suite, the deep observability pipeline that can optimize, uh, transform and deliver traffic to any tool, like over 200 tools that we operate with. Right, okay. And so the, that gets then, I just guess, inspected. Is, and, and so your traditional tools that you would use for network observability still work? Yes, absolutely. So with precryption, really in an instant, security tools like NDR we're talking about, network detection and response, those are the types of tools that would be able to spot attacks, also SIMs, um, anything that is geared towards looking at what's happening on the network, what's happening in you know from the server resource perspective, so they can spot successful intrusions, and the security teams can take immediate action and you know shut the bad guys down. Do you have any stories of customers who've deployed this technology? It's pretty new, so we just right. launched this in in September, and so I I can't unfortunately give out specifics on customers. What I can share is that we had a pre-release program with customers kicking the tires on this before our public launch, and, and they've been enjoying it. And we've seen incredible interest among the analysts and, and the press community. There's, there's a lot of aha moments out there when we talk about exactly you know, how this works and, and, and how this is different from, from other solutions. So what would the alternatives be? I mean, I guess right at the beginning you framed it as <laughs> either throwing up your hands and just installing 1.3, um, yeah. not installing 1.3, or just living in some sort of middle ground. Is Are those really the only alternatives? There's one more, and it's it's kind of rarely used because it's it's like sort of the worst of them all, but there's another one out there. It's this notion of having a key sniffer agent that gets deployed inside of a workload. So, uh, well, if you put an agent inside that destination, it can grab the key and, and send that externally to a thing that can do an out-of-band decryption. But there's several problems with that. Number one, you've, you have an agent that's embedded inside the application. So that's now messing with software development lifecycle. You have to upgrade it with it. You have to test right. with it. And then secondarily, it's literally forwarding the keys outside of the environment. It's breaking the whole reason why you would want TLS 1.3 in the first place. So it's just, it's a, it's a suboptimal approach. I had initially thought that you were talking about the perimeter of a traditional sure. organization where sure. there was the inside and there was the outside. But you're really talking about, I guess, a kind of hybrid environment, right, where you've got cloud resources and on-prem resources, and you're trying to get visibility into essentially your own traffic. It's just going from a cloud that you own, perhaps, or are renting or whatever, to to your own networks that may be on-prem in many different locations. Is that 
kind of the right way to think about this, where it's yeah. it's logically the same organization, but you've got multiple different perimeters between different premises and the cloud. Yeah, yeah, that's one way to think about it. Uh, if I can refine that just a little bit, you know, the idea of perimeter-based security is something having a a hard outer shell with a soft, squishy middle. Yep. So really, precryption is about once they get past that hard exterior and they're in that soft, squishy middle, organizations now have a way to see what's going on as they try and find resources, find data that they can steal or target or or sniff or exfiltrate. They're hiding their tracks with log modification or log right. deletion. And then they're using encrypted communications to to move and connect and communicate to all these other resources. And so with precryption, security tools will now have plain text visibility into what's going on so they can see all of this lateral movement, all of the cloud and virtual workloads, and even at the container level, at some of the lowest levels of east-west communication, container to container on the same host, if that's encrypted, we can still see that. But again, we didn't have to actually decrypt anything, just the, the way the technology works. Right, so you deploy your Gigamon suite and pre-encryption is one of the, I guess, features that you would get there. Yes. And that, that gives you the visibility that you can use to see what's going on within your network, even when that network is in the cloud or, or wherever. Absolutely. Right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ryan Mahoney. Product Director at Gigamon, thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Tom.